0: May the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Ann and I were driving back on Friday from a few days in the mountains of North Carolina um, We do what many people do in Alabama. We try to escape the heat for a brief moment in the summer. Um, Ann was driving, and I was sitting in the front seat holding her phone, and every few minutes a little buzz would go off, and I would respond as quickly as I could. We were managing some family stuff, and neither of us really wanted to talk on the phone, and so texting felt the right way, and the, the messages, they felt urgent. But I've been wondering since how much of that is our own conditioning and how we have taken on what seems to be urgent problems. Waiting for a buzz or a ding in our pocket. Waiting for some kind of response. I've, I've caught myself lately waiting for something important to happen. An email or a text message or a notification, waiting for something to respond to as if solutions will manifest and all of problems will cease magically. Or maybe even worse, I'm checking to make sure that I haven't missed anything important. Waiting for a buzz or a ding. What could it be? Wondering how many of y'all have actually felt that this morning already, and you're curious, wanting to check your pocket. I don't think I'm alone. I also wouldn't presume that you're all gripped by the same concerns. But I do wonder if there are things that you worry about, or even worse, have seemed to take a sense of control over your life maybe worries about the markets or job security or the well-being of a child or a parent or a loved one, or the world that we seem to be creating. Are there burdens that affect you living into the generous gift of life that God has offered you? Now, I've offered you a dilemma AND I WANT TO PARSE IT OUT. ARE THERE BURDENS THAT AFFECT YOU LIVING INTO THE GENEROUS GIFT OF LIFE THAT GOD HAS OFFERED YOU? THIS QUESTION IS TWO PARTS. FIRST, WHAT IS THE GENEROUS GIFT OF LIFE THAT GOD HAS OFFERED YOU? AND SECOND, ARE THERE BURDENS, WORRIES, OR CONCERNS THAT INHIBIT US FULLY LIVING INTO GOD'S GENEROUS GIFT? Maybe this could be better said as faithful Christians, what keeps us from fully living? Are we waiting for a buzz or a ding with a message or an answer that has the key to life? Now I'm going to pivot, but those questions are worth considering. At the very least, the first question, invites you to spend some time this week, and maybe if you're headed off on vacation, as many people do in the summer, often vacation is framed as that moment when we set aside our burdens or worries or concerns, I know that's in a perfect world, or certainly not to be driven by the vibrations and dings of our phone, we have that chance to consider the first question, which is certainly more important what is the generous gift of life that God has offered you? That is a question that I can't answer for you. Each of your answers will be unique to you, and they may shift and grow over time. But they are the heart of what it means to be human and at the heart of what many of us have set as a goal for our life, to be satisfied with what God has done and provided And while I can't answer that question, I will entrust you all to do the work. But the second part of the question can be addressed this morning. I've been working through this book the last few weeks on emotional intelligence. It's titled Permission to Feel by Mark Brackett. I heard him lecture a couple weeks ago, and it's fascinating on so many levels about how developing an understanding of what we are feeling can shape our relationships and enhance our ability to function in this world. Brackett defines that no feeling is wrong. However, our understanding what we are feeling and regulating those feelings is the key to our successfully navigating our our own emotional well-being. He notes that we want some control. I mean, if you think about it, The feeling of anger is okay, of course. It it can help us be courageous and stand up for the things that we're passionate about. But we don't want to stay angry all the time. Think of people who spend their lives around angry people. It becomes easy to become angry and bitter and jaded. Happiness and joy can be similar. Being in an environment that fosters that can can make us more likely to find those same values. What this suggests is that we have some agency through learning to have some control over what we feel. Or learning to respond to what we feel in order to shape the outcome. Now I'm finding his work interesting, especially when held up to the challenge that I'm posing for you all this morning. Are there burdens, worries, or concerns that inhibit us in fully living into God's generous gift? How does feeling anxious or stressed or pressured or restless, overwhelmed, frustrated, worried, or even disappointed shape our own life in the life we are receiving from God. This week's gospel is from the 11th chapter of Matthew. He gives thanks to God that God has hidden things from wise and intelligent people and given them to children. I think Jesus is sharing that he has come to offer something to God's people that is different a way of life, a way of grace. And it's just being revealed in the moment that we hear these scriptures. And not everyone sees it. In fact, those who are traditionally seen as wise and intelligent miss the point all too often. I think intellectually we know this. We know that the way of following Jesus is a new way of life that stands counter to the vision of life we are conditioned to seek. And sometimes we have a hard time living into this new way because of all of the burdens challenges, worries, and concerns that weigh heavy on our heart. Which Jesus responds, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy And my burden is light. It's one of the most beautiful lines in all of Scripture. And if you're one who participates in the Anglican cycle of of prayers, you might notice that that's one of the readings that we hear every night before we go to bed in the service of Compline. Why? Because we probably need that daily reminder For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." It's really a question of our faith. This is the dilemma. We have a precious gift from God, and we have burdens that keep us from fully living into this gift. And we have a God that promises to give us rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It's a question of faithfulness. Simply, do we believe it? If anything today is meant to be encouragement, we've been given a beautiful gift of life in God. We all have burdens, concerns, and challenges that inhibit us from fully receiving this gift. And we have a God who in Scripture promises to give rest to the weary to create a path where our burden is light. This is a reminder that in the fullness of time, God will make all things whole. It means that nothing that we have done or left undone will not be redeemed by grace. It means that the things that weigh heavy on our hearts will be relieved. It means that injustice, inequality, and racism, and poverty will never have the final answer because God rose from the dead and will have the final word. It means that our yoke can be entrusted to God. I offer this because I'm wondering when we believe this, when we claim it, It might help us, make us be the people emotionally to live into the life we have been invited into. To be able to be at the place where we can ponder the question, what is the generous gift of life that God has offered you? And then to begin to fully live into the answer. Amen.